Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaede.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success you're listening to the wedding procast uk the place to be if you are a uk wedding professional looking to grow and streamline your business i'm your host donna ead 10-year wedding photography veteran and ceo at the society of professional wedding vendors if you want to grow and streamline your business this is the podcast for you make sure you hit subscribe where you listen or join our email list at www.spw v.co.uk. You'll find the sign up form at the bottom of every episode and by doing so you won't miss a thing. So let's jump into today's show. Before we jump into today's episode, I have a quiz available. I would love you to go over and take it. It is at spwv.co.uk forward slash quiz. And this quiz is going to help you identify where you are on your client attraction journey. One of the biggest questions I get and one of the things that vendors find the most difficult is how do I get more clients? How do I attract more clients to me? How do I get them booked? This quiz is going to take you through just four questions, four questions that are going to help you to understand where you are on your client attraction journey and what to do next. So go ahead, take the quiz. It'll take you less than a minute. It is at spwv.co.uk forward slash quiz. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, we are talking about a hot topic. So the UK government have announced that there is going to be a plastic tax come April 2022. So what does this mean for you and your business? And what are you doing to create more sustainability within what you're doing? So today we are going to look at three things that you can do in your business to help in the fight against climate change and becoming more environmentally friendly. This plastic tax, I don't know the ins and outs of it. What I do know is that it is a tax that's going to be applied to any plastic that isn't at least 30% recycled. So this is really a um, move towards reducing our virgin plastic use. And so I'm going to talk about various different things that we can do in our business today, not just regarding plastic, but it is a really hot topic at the moment. Um, We really need to be looking at what it is we can do personally in our own homes and in our businesses to help the planet. And it is something that 
you know, a lot of times people think, well, what can I do? Nothing I do is going to make a difference. But it is exactly what, you know, every charity always says, every penny counts, you know, even if it's only a pound, even if it's only this, if everybody just does what they can to make improvements, then it is going to be better for everybody in the long run. And those little things add up. So the more aware we can become, the more aware we can make others, the more we can show others what they should be doing by leading by example, the better planet we're going to leave when we leave the planet. So um, what I want to look at first is the single use plastic. So obviously um, it depends what business you run as to how much plastic you come into contact with on a day-to-day basis. But one of the biggest, you know, culprits of this plastic waste is single use plastic. And these are things like, you know, shampoo bottles, uh, water bottles, you know, the plastic wrapping that comes around um, produce and things like that. So all of this is plastic that's used once and then it's thrown away. And this is what we're trying to reduce. So what you can do at home, you know, I use shampoo bars now and conditioning bars. So I don't use plastic. They come in cardboard boxes, um, which obviously can be recycled. And I'm not using those plastic bottles. And I actually find that the bar shampoos last an awful lot longer. So it is a bit of trial and error. You do have to find something that works for you. Um, For me, I found a bar on Amazon that actually works really nicely for me and the conditioner works really well for me. I have used some of the Lush shampoo bars in the past, which have also worked really well for me. Um, I did struggle with their conditioning bars. I think it all just depends on the makeup of it. So it is a bit of trial and error um, and your hair does have to get used to a different way of washing. So don't just wash your hair a couple of times and, and give up on it. Do give it a good go and try some different brands before you find something you you will have to try a few before you find something that suits you I'm sure but don't give up give it a go um but you know our personal stuff isn't what I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about our business so one of the things that um as a wedding photographer um I found was I was taking bottles of water on wedding days with me you know if I did an engagement shoot basically if I left the house I was taking a bottle of water with me now it wasn't always single use plastic because I'm not a huge fan of the smaller water bottles anyway um so I would usually get a bigger one um, if I was going to have bottled water, but I actually don't mind tap water, good old fashioned tap water. My thing is the water needs to be cold. So I actually have a water reservoir in my fridge um, and I also use a glass jug in the fridge with a lid on it um, to keep my water at the temperature that I like to drink it at. And then I pour it into a glass. But if I was going out, I would pour it into my glass water bottle. I absolutely love a glass water bottle, but you can get stainless steel ones. I just don't like to drink out of them personally. Um, But that is my choice. Your choice is your choice. But the great thing about having a reusable water bottle is you can have your logo put on it. You can be advertising your business whilst you are hydrating, which is, you know, a double bonus there. Plus you're saving all that single use plastic. So, you know, treat yourself this Christmas to a personalized water bottle that has your logo and your website on it and take it with you wherever 
wherever you go and never use another plastic water bottle. You can buy, you know, the filters. If you don't like the taste of tap water, you can get the filters. Sometimes that improves the taste. You can also add flavorings to your water if, you know, tap water isn't quite your thing, but it is just a way to move away from that single use plastic. You know, water comes out the taps. Why do we need bottles of it? I get it if you don't like it. I didn't like it for a long time. So I I do understand the not liking it, Um, but there are ways to get around that. So do investigate and do treat yourself to a personal logo bottle that you can reuse. And I say stainless steel or glass because obviously you can get reusable plastic bottles for water. But again, they have a shelf life on them and they start breaking down after time. And, you know, the lids and things aren't always the best. They're not made very well to sort of keep them clean and hygienic. And, you know, I know for myself, I've had them and it gets to sort of maybe three months in and I'm like, I don't really want to be using this bottle anymore. And and that's not really the point of it. So I would go glass or stainless steel. The plastic ones I do have are the ones that are shaped like, like McDonald's cups, so that's sort of um, slanted on the sides and got a um, a lid and they have a spring loaded catch that actually covers the hole that the straw goes through. I found that when I was out of the office and not working um, at home, when I was at the office, that actually one of those worked better for me to drink out of a straw. I would drink more, which worked really helped well to get me going with drinking my water. And now I don't mind drinking it so much it's easier for me to drink it out of a glass. But yeah, they have a locking mechanism. So you don't have the straw in it. It's locked and it's kind of um, spill proof. So that is an alternative if you want one that's not got one of those lids that kind of gets a bit unhygienic over time. So the second thing that I wanted to look at was packaging for postage. So I know there are probably quite a lot of you that don't do any kind of postage, but you may well send samples, swatches, etc., to your clients. So try and stay away from the bubble wrap envelopes. So the bubble envelopes have got a lot of plastic in them, um, but there are great alternatives out there. So you can get the fiber filled envelopes or the honeycomb filled envelopes. So the fiber filled is a little bit like it's just broken broken up fibers really that's soft that sit in between two layers of um, brown paper and create that protection for what's inside. There are the honeycomb filled ones that are kind of if you sort of looked above straight down at the envelope and took that top layer off you would see kind of honeycomb and it's cardboard that's kind of created in that honeycomb so it again creates that cushioning but because of the honeycomb it's quite strong so if you push on it you're not going to get much give in it so it's quite a strong protection there um but you also get corrugated card um now you're not going to be able to see on the podcast but if you if you are on YouTube, um, you will be able to see. I've just opened my door and made an awful lot of noise. Sorry. This, which you can't see because I've got a virtual background on, um, is a corrugated envelope. So it has, and I don't know again if I'll be able to show you. Damn, that's interesting. There you go. Corrugated card on the inside. So it doesn't give much. 
Um, but if you've got something that needs to lay flat and go through the post, then you can use one of those. So if you're sending, for example, wedding station, I might send some um, stationary samples out. Those would be great envelopes to send that through to protect it, to keep it flat and to create that stiffness so that it doesn't get bent. I use World of Envelopes for my envelope needs and my packaging needs. I will put a link to that in the show notes for you if you want to look at alternatives for the way you pack your um, samples up. It's a great um, website. They've got lots of different environmentally friendly options for you and they're pretty reasonable on price as well. I've gone to a couple of different places and sort of, you know, they, they charge you VAT and then the delivery and some of the places don't charge the VAT and it's kind of a bit of give and take. Um, but overall, I found them quite competitive on their prices. So I'll put that in the show notes for you. So leading on from packaging, what often goes in packaging in envelopes is paper. And that is another huge resource used in the wedding industry. Now, I am not suggesting that wedding station has suddenly get rid of all their envelopes, get rid of all their invitations and do everything digitally online and just send email invites. Certainly not, but it's an option. Some people might really um, go for that, especially if they're looking at environmental ways of helping the planet whilst they're doing their wedding. So definitely offer it as a suggestion um, because you may find that those eco couples really would go for that over having a paper option. But there are lots of other ways that we can reduce our paper usage within our business. So contracts, for example, contracts can be done online. You can get software now that enables people to e-sign their contracts. It is just as legitimate as signing in person and you don't have to print it off. The great thing about this for your business is that it means that you haven't got that um, resistance against signing the contract. Oftentimes, if you are, if you have a meeting with a couple and you send them away with a contract and you give them a few days and you're like, okay, do you want to go ahead? And they're like, yeah, no problem. We'll definitely go ahead. And you go, okay, if you can just sign that contract and send it back to me. That is a barrier to entry right there. They go, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then you are chasing them again and again and again for that signed contract. If it is in email and they can just go online sign it and send it back it is good as done and it can be done at exactly the same time that they say yes we'd like to book you rather than you having to wait rather than you having to chase up so it saves you a lot of time and if you can get your system down so that you know they can book online they can pay their deposit online and sign their contract in the same place more the better for you because it just takes out that time. So not only are you saving on paper waste and resources with, you know, if you get really granular about it, you know, you post it off. There is the postal service that is having to use petrol to go and deliver this letter and then it's got to come back the other way. Um, And that is an awful lot of resources being used for that one contract that could be done online. So the other thing to look at when it comes to paper usage is brochures that we use for wedding fairs, for example. Do you really need to print them? If you are, especially if you're going to um, advertise yourself towards eco brides and grooms, then actually not having all of that paperwork on your table is an advantage for you. But also just 
making sure that people are aware that you're being environmentally conscious can be a good thing for you. I read a statistic somewhere just today, and I can't remember where it was, where it said 80% of people will buy from companies that are advocating being environmental friendly and actually sort of showing that they're being environmentally friendly. So it is something that a lot of people are thinking about. Now you can have your brochures digitally made so you can have them done by the graphic designer the way that you would always have them done, but just don't print them, have them on your website, have one of those flip books or, um, have it as a PDF download. And instead of having brochures on your table, have postcards. So if a postcard has got a QR code on it, you can have your details, you can have an image, you know, signature image or something on the front of the postcard, advertising one of the things that you do, the cakes that you make, the dresses you sell, whatever. And then they can scan that QR code and you can show them how to do it whilst they're at your table. They can then get access to your brochure and have a look at everything that you do. So that is one way of saving an awful lot of paper, but also saving a lot of cost because they can cost a lot. And you know, as well as I do, that at the end of the day, there's a huge percentage of people that take those goodie bags home from wedding fairs. They've stuffed this piece of paper in, that piece of paper in, the other piece of paper in, and they just sit on a desk for weeks and weeks and weeks until the couple get fed up with seeing it there and it just goes in the bin and they haven't looked at it. It happens more than it doesn't. So, you know, you're going to be saving yourself money and they are going to have instant access to your brochure just by scanning that QR code. And obviously, if you are a wedding photographer and you do albums, you need to have examples of those albums. So I'm not suggesting that you don't get albums printed, not at all. But when it comes to your brochures, you can definitely have them in an online format. And at the wedding fairs and stuff, you can have your tablet, iPad, whatever that people can scroll through your brochure there while they're talking to you. So that gets rid of a lot of paper waste there. And when you're looking at printing things at home, you know, does it really need printing? Can you work from it online? You know, if you've got a notebook, can you do it on a notebook and not print the piece of paper out, save your ink, save the paper. Um, And if it does need printing, can you use recycled paper? Um, I have two lots of paper at home. I have my um, decent paper, my thick quality, decent paper, and then I have a recycled paper. And I haven't actually opened the recycled paper yet to test it. So I will let you know. But um, it was it was a good quality recycled paper which I may be able to use instead of the good quality paper that I use but yeah you you know depending on what it is that I'm printing if it's something that's got to go out to a client I'll use the decent paper but if it's something I'm printing for me because it's a workbook that I need to fill out or you know I'm testing a design and I want to see what it looks like in print then I will use the recycled paper so that I'm sort of offsetting it a little bit. Um, And I am trying myself to move over fully to recycled paper for my printer. Uh, Say that three times when you're drunk. So that is an option for you. And then when we're talking about not printing things and having them online instead, it is only right that we talk about digital clutter. Now, hands up if you are like me and you have emails in your inbox for far too long and you file them away in special folders that are just for that person um, and plan to go back to it. How often do you actually look at those emails that you filed away? 
how often do you just end up deleting them when you've saved them to look at later? So, you know, you may you may sympathize with me. Um, you may be that same person, but that is what I tend to do. I sort of file my emails away. I, you know, scan through them. I delete the ones that I don't want. And then I can't say, oh, I'm going to come back to those ones. And I am trying to get back around better at actually coming back to those emails and actioning them, watching the video, reading the newsletter, whatever it is, and then getting rid of it. But oftentimes, and especially in the past, it has been one of those things that they've sat in my inbox for like two, three weeks. And then they're so old that the thing that's in them is no longer relevant, or I just delete it anyway, because it's it's so old, it's, it's not worth it. So you might be the same, maybe you're not, but If you are, um, there are better ways of dealing with your emails. So the thing is, is we also use things like, and I'll come back to the emails, but we also use things like um, Dropbox, we use Canva, we use cloud-based filing systems, and all of those things take electricity to keep them going. So I I didn't even realize it. And I mean, I should have. If you really think about it, you know it. But because it wasn't in my house, because I'm not paying the bill for that server, I didn't think about it. And the truth is that there are massive servers in massive rooms that are being cooled by all of this air conditioning to keep the temperature right. And they are using tons and tons of electricity to store all of these digital files that we save. Now, you may think, oh, I only save a little bit. But when you actually think about how much you have saved in the cloud, I bet you it is way more than you actually think it is. And when you times that by the millions of people all over the world doing the same thing, Oh my days, the amount of electricity it is costing to do that. And that electricity is going 24 7, 365 days of the year. So I would say, I would hazard a guess that you haven't seen half of the stuff that you've got filed away in a very, very long time. And that is why I call it digital clutter. Because it is like the boxes that you may have laying around your house in various places, hiding away. They've got stuff in them that you haven't looked at for well over a year, maybe two. Not talking from personal experience here at all. I am. But you haven't used it. It is creating clutter. And, you know, they say a tidy house, tidy home, tidy mind, tidy desk, tidy mind. You know, it's all of this. If you have got a lot of clutter around you, it has a physical impact. And even though you can't see your digital clutter, you know, you can't see the extent of it, perhaps you do, you do see it and subconsciously you're noting it. So when you go into your inbox and you see all of those folders down the side and they've all got like three, 10, three, two, one, of unopened emails next to them where you've just taken them straight out of your inbox and put them into those folders. Guilty. Or, you know, you see all of the emails that are in your inbox, the ones that are read, the ones that are unread. When you go into your Google Drive and you just see all of that stuff and you are trying to find what you're looking for, whether you have a system in place or not, if you've got a system in place, you're taking one, two, three, four clicks maybe to get to the thing that you want. And if you haven't, then you're scrolling through all of this data to try and find what you want. And it has an impact on you. So this isn't just about 
what is best for the environment. It's about what's best for you as well. So if we can declutter our digital clutter, then it will create a lightness in us. So I watched a video about a week ago from Amy Landino, who is a YouTuber that I have followed for years. She explained how she uses her email and how she files her emails away. And I thought it was genius. And so I am going to start inputting um, her system into my emails to make sure that I am actioning them and getting them dealt with and then getting rid of them. So she talks about archiving emails because they aren't completely gone then, but I want to encourage you to make sure that you're actioning and then deleting emails rather than archiving them um, for later because that's when you start to build up that digital clutter. So definitely go and check out her video. That will be in the show notes as well. And then make a plan to go through your digital clutter and get it deleted. So if you take like 30 minutes a day or an hour a week or something from now until the new year, you'll really be able to make an impact on your digital clutter. And every time you delete a file forever, it's going to be a little bit of weight off And it is going to be saving a little bit of electricity. Now, I don't know how much electricity each single file takes, but it is something that you can do that is proactive and positive for the environment, for your mental health um, and for, you know, your productivity. Because if you get rid of all of the stuff you don't need and only have the stuff you do need around, you're going to be able to find what you need a lot quicker. So today we have touched on what you can do to help create more sustainability in your business by reducing your single use plastic usage and getting yourself a a bottle um, that is branded so that it is actually marketing you and saving you money on all those plastic bottles uh, by reducing your paper waste by having contracts signed digitally and looking at having your brochures online rather than in print form and making strides to declutter our digital files so that we are using less electricity on those servers. So that is it for today. If you know some in the wedding industry who is making strides at, you know, creating sustainability in awesome ways in their business, then please let me know. Drop me an email, Donna at spwv.co.uk, because I would love to have them on the show. I would love to have somebody who is actually working in the industry and making great effort to um, be more sustainable. Come on and talk to us and give us some tips and ideas in the new year. So I hope I hear from you soon and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So if you um, head over to bit.ly forward slash WPCUK082. That's where you'll find the show notes. That's where you'll find um, the link to World of Envelopes and where you'll find that video by Amy. Um, Do check them out and uh, I will speak to you next week. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.